0: the pie boy podcast hello and welcome to the pie boy podcast this is your guy sparky and i got a new story for you yeah welcome to episode 65 coming from the east coast in wells maine um hot and humid but enjoying my time at the beach enjoying my space to think and space to work on my stories in a different setting not in Oregon so it's it's interesting the things that pop into your head as you're retelling the stories and reworking them and thinking about reflections and connections to talk about after I tell the story and things that come up as i'm doing it but what i realize is this story is one of probably the most intense um it's trauma but it's also grace at the same time It's a weird balance of those things um and yeah just a trigger warning some people might get really mad about this and think that my dad um was putting me in harm's way and yeah maybe he was in a certain way at the same time like i'm okay i'm here i'm here to tell the story so it happened for a reason and yeah it's gonna be shocking when i think about how people react to this story and stories i'm about to tell you and mostly the saying um that is the title of the story called bury you out back um people are either horrified or they laugh And mostly a very nervous, shocked laugh, because that's something my dad used to say, um, and I'll explain more. Chapter 78. Bury you out back. Dad made sure we were tough. Sorry. He didn't beat us or anything like that, but we all had accidents and injuries that were neglected, Growing up, we were raised to be tough as nails because that is how my dad was raised and his father before him. They didn't know a different way. We were expected not to bend like a pansy flower. When people came to my house, there were only two rules. there's many times in my life that my dad would get all my friends together and tell them the rules. And he'd say, number one, there are no rules. And number two, if you get hurt, we don't call your mom or take you to the hospital. We bury you out back. Sorry, Mrs. Taylor. I don't know what happened to Johnny. He busted his goddamn arm doing a cross-body block in our front room, and we never saw him again. Meanwhile, my dad and I are burying my friend out back so his mom doesn't find the evidence. It's all hypothetical, y'all give you some context my dad also didn't believe in going to the doctors or the emergency room unless we could see your bones we couldn't stop the bleeding on a flesh wound or you were literally on your deathbed my brother sister and most of my friends have scars on their bodies from times we should have gone to the emergency room after some accident at my house but my dad would just laugh and would say it should be fine he also used to say things like rub some dirt on it, tape an aspirin to it. Oh, we better call the meat wagon. I didn't know better, but I believed it was my dad making me tough. He was always trying to make me laugh even when he wanted to cry and just get to the doctors. He was always talking about knowing the difference between being hurt and being injured I still don't know the complete definition of that but more than I used to dad had so many injuries from work from his long football and baseball careers and a lifetime of boo-boos from his days of playing two-on-two basketball street fighting and bar brawling both of his shoulders are shot his neck is balled up. He blew out one thigh, maybe two, and both hammies. His back has been bitten, beaten, busted, and repaired. The dude is a par- is part of the walking wounded club, but has always carried on. A vintage tough guy. His toughness rubbed off on me somehow. Mix that with my pain, fear, and anger from an unfortunate youth, and the results were hard to swallow. Things I've had to unlearn, unteach myself You know, getting made fun of Being hit by my stepmom and abandoned by my really real mom For a time, I was one mean motherfucker And I used, I used that on the ball field like my dad did Most of my teammates in football said they hated me When it came to tackling or trying to tackle me I always had this stiff arm ready for those mofos. My teammates, my opponents, don't mess with me. It was my extra edge that no one else had. Sure, some people were more athletic, bigger, faster, but no one had my intensity or pure fury, a.k.a. toughness. It always caught people off guard because I was quiet and soft-spoken in normal life. When the pads came on or the cleats or the basketball shoes and the whistle blew i always had a different gear that is when dr jekyll turned to mr hyde i feel bad for those that got in my way thanks dad my sixth grade teacher said it best casey is such a good and kind student in the classroom but when he crosses the line into physical activities He becomes a different person one I don't even recognize from class my body paid for all of that in the end in college I had to be way smarter with my body but I still did the angry hero stuff and got beat to shit by much bigger and stronger dudes I felt like I had to do that to survive not just in sports but in life This damn humidity on the east coast y'all i'm sorry i was somehow fortunate to have minor injuries overall in sports all that i played basketball baseball football but i have countless other injuries that happened at my own house that went unchecked and neglected like i said before i busted my shoulder and wrist badly in football and it was like pulling teeth to get my dad to take me somewhere to get it looked at. My dad and some of the coaches put so much pressure on me to play through the pain. I always regretted doing those things. I stepped on an old nail from old wood billboards they used to have in Portland back in the 70s and 80s and my dad would collect from his work. Dad just encouraged me to keep that wound clean. I should have gotten a tetanus shot. Luckily, I soaked the shit in warm salt water and took real good care of it, like my grandma Jane had taught me. That wasn't the first time I stepped on a nail. My dad and I got into a huge fight about a shoulder injury during football season of my senior year. He didn't want me to miss the last three games of the season with whatever the doctor said. He knew damn well I was hurt. I went to the emergency room anyway where they said I had sprained my shoulder and was lucky I didn't do more damage. And that's putting it light. My sister and I had to spend the night at my girlfriend's house because my dad was so mad at my mom who took me behind his back. One time, I just about lost all the skin from the inside of my elbow and could see the bone from doing a a slam off on the lowered basketball hoop with Lumpy. We were about to leave for my sister's softball practice and my dad said I could stay home or I could wrap it up and go with them, which that's what I did. Lumpy and I wrapped it up in an old t-shirt from the back of the Suburban It bled so much, and people were looking at us so strangely at the store like I was a Civil War veteran. It was horrible. When we got to the field, Lumpy and I used the softball team's first aid kit to clean up the mess. Thank God I was a Boy Scout. The scar is still visible years later and reminds me of the fuckery my dad believed in when it came to the doctors or the hospital Or the emergency room. I needed stitches. This one time, my sister Spud wiped out on her bike and tore off so much of the skin from her leg. There were rocks in the cut and everything. Dad got mad at Spud like she did it on purpose. It was a deep gash and very close to the bone. It was gruesome. It ended up getting infected and looked so bad when it was healing. She needed stitches more than I did, and luckily the infection went away quickly when she started using Neurosporin and keeping it really clean. My grandma and grandpa and mom were so mad at my dad. I thought they were going to kill him. She had a major flesh wound, and because he didn't like the doctors or the hospital, he wouldn't take her. She begged him, and I tried to say something, but he just laughed it off and told her she should have been more careful. I helped her clean it up and take care of it until it healed. Yeah, so this whole berry out back thing and rub some dirt on it and tape an aspirin to it. Oh my god, that mentality was so rough. It's funny to talk about, in a sense. I'm telling these stories and doing it, giving it drama, giving it weight, giving it back. But when I tell my wife, she doesn't like it. Her reaction is everything. And then I think of other people, and like people don't really know me. They'll have like stake, and they don't know my family. Or they do, but they're like, my friend maybe this is innocent people i'm telling at an open mic or on a podcast there is a reaction of like shocked humor like you can't do anything except laugh because you feel so bad i get it i i haven't met anybody else that had a dad that said stuff like that or really believed in that mentality. I don't know how many times we should have went to the doctors. But luckily, when I got I got the flu a couple times as a kid, really bad, and luckily I was with my mom's side of the family. If I would have been with my dad's side, which actually now that I think about it, I did get really sick, and it took a while for them to take me to the hospital because I was so sick. So that like slowed the process of me getting better. That was my senior year. I think so. I've had the flu three times, really bad. But that was because we also weren't getting the freaking flu shot every year like we should have. We didn't believe in going to the doctor and worried about insurance, even though we had it, and paying the co pays and blah blah blah, and taking time off of work. Like my dad didn't really take us to the appointments. It was always mom or stepmom or a grandma or something like that, which I don't know. I think he's just traumatized. Honestly, this podcast isn't about him. I'm not trying to bash my dad. but when I think about it, I think he's just traumatized. He's had so many more gruesome injuries than me. He's broke more stuff. Um, Two that I can think of now that we're getting into it. Um, when I was in middle school, one time in the summer, It was like, I don't know, noon Way before he normally would get home And all of a sudden there's a knock on the door Open the door Dad's standing there And his um, work overalls are kind of blown in the breeze a little bit on one side And then I see like red all over his leg And I'm like, Dad, what are you doing at home? Oh, sorry, charcoals, I got a little flesh wound today and he comes in and he's like check it out my razor fell out of my harness and slid down my leg which is like a hand razor scraper for a billboard fell through his harness and slid down his I think it was his thigh on the side of his thigh and sliced it open and they had to get a whole bunch of stitches it was disgusting guess what Taped it up. Like, yeah, he didn't finish work that day. Went back to work the next day. Who knows? Just took some ibuprofen, maybe. Like, I don't think they were handing out um freaking Oxycontins and shit back then. It might have been just beginning, but I'm pretty sure this tough dude just took some ibuprofen after like a 20 stitch accident yeah insane and i'd think about that and be like he would make fun of me and say gotta be tough and all these things and i would just think about like yeah i'd do if i'm going to compete with you holy shit man and then another one that was insane so my dad famously he'd call himself like three-fingered Louie or some shit but he wasn't he didn't lose all of his fingers but he did lose part of a finger at work when my other uncle and somebody else that he knew maybe uncle woody and uncle holly or maybe uncle rat i can't remember who it was but they dropped some sheet metal on my dad's hand and part of his finger got chopped off rolled under the coke machine and they're trying to find it, which they did and they sewed it back on went back to work the next day with his hacked up fucking finger. It was terrible. And I think that happened happened when I was really little. I don't really remember him getting the injury, but I remember the aftermath of his mangled finger like so bad. I think it's his middle finger on his left hand. So it looks like he has his index and his middle finger are like the same size now, but one's all like crooked because they put it on cockeyed because I got mangled by the metal. It's terrible it's terrible this is something you like a Tarantino movie the amount of blood and just gore that was in my household oof so many injuries somebody busted their fucking knee as a little kid um on our we had a brick fireplace like right in the living room and the way our we had like two we had like a main living room and then there was like the front door and then there was like a spare room and then there was the kitchen so you could like run around and kids would always run around all different ages all my friends siblings and random parents friends kids that would come over to these huge drunken barbecues and this kid cut his knee open ran into the the bricks and blood everywhere in my front room it was terrible. They didn't take him to the hospital. I think they did maybe the next day. And now that I think about it, another theme of these stories is that it usually happened after people had been drinking. So there was not a sober person in the house except if they were 13 and under, 18 and under. But... <laughs> so adults wouldn't take us. It wasn't just my dad. My dad was like the ringleader of the we'll bury you out back shit. Then other dads that were part of his generation would just go with it, especially when they were drunk or stoned or whatever they were doing at my house. It's insane. They didn't know any better. And they... They abused us. Like, sorry. love you guys. But that's some terrible stuff as trauma, physical trauma, mental trauma. I think about I don't maybe it'll be the song another song of the week. I picked one song but I just thought of another one as Danny Brown and oh man, I can't remember the name of the song. I have to look it up. But he's talking about like trauma from his childhood. Um and he like talked about somebody getting hit with a hammer and he saw it and he saw like a guy's face catch on fire like a crack kid trying to light a rock off the stove torture it's torture yeah so many things Uh, somebody like got a payphone and got rocked in the head don't it didn't i don't remember if he said what but so many things uh freaking freezing his ass off people thinking fireworks are outside but it's really gunshots my situation is different but i still make like a text-to-text connection on this that it was trauma physical and mental trauma but not just me, but my siblings' experience, and some of my friends and their siblings, and random people that got hurt at our house. Even my stepmom got hurt, and they didn't take her to the hospital until the next day either. So, on her 40th birthday, one of my friends was messing around and tripped her, and she like flew over the top of them, oh, broke her collarbone. They didn't take her to the hospital. I said everybody was hammered. This is like 10 o'clock on the 40th birthday. You think somebody's sober, an adult sober at that party, unless they really are trying? Come on. This is 1997, 96? Come on. And then another time we are at the rodeo, and she busted her ankle, and yeah, all the adults were hammered i could have maybe drove but like my dad was like no no we're not going till tomorrow okay dad i don't know there's just some choices that i don't understand and i'm not i'm not mad about this because i look i have the story to tell i can do something i can transcend this trauma but damn fucking bury you out back if you got hurt at my house some people are scared to come to my house later uh, I found out at like parties, people like, oh, the Swains House. I heard about that place. I heard people get buried out back. I shit you not. I heard somebody say that, and I said, oh yeah, what did you hear happen? Then not knowing who I was, and then I'd tell them more stories, and they'd be like, oh my God, tell me more. Are you serious? Like, yeah, man, I lived through that. Look at this scar. Look at this scar. I know my brother's got more stories my sister has more stories there's so many things even my dog got hurt like my dog somehow found a fucking porcupine out there a couple different times who knows maybe it's going back this could be a stretch back to the, the curse of Lost Canyon those weird vibes that I've talked about from the Oregon Trail days pioneer days our whacked out ancestors and things that came out here who knows I don't think I'm related to them but somebody out here maybe anyway that's going a whole different direction but the trauma is real and the grace is telling the story and you getting something out of it and me getting something out of it so that takes us to I think we have already got into the reflections and connections but our songs of the week So a song that goes with the toughness that speaks for the toughness in my house, Ozzy, Little Dolls, but the whole out from the album Diary of a Madman, the whole album, yeah, Diary of a Madman. That's my dad's themes, like theme. That's my grandpa's theme, like Madman. My uncle's Madman. I'm a Madman. I know I was for a while, but I figured out a way to. Reflect and look deeper within myself and heal my traumas and things so I'm not mad all the time, you know? It's weird, but it doesn't mean I don't appreciate this album of darkness that speaks to the darkness of my life, the traumas, and look at it in a creative way. And then the other song I already said, that danny brown song torture yeah that speaks for a lot of other things in my life but in this moment thinking about the physical traumas that i experienced and them going like neglected like who gives a shit you just got to get through it but i also think of fourth chamber by jizza and the wu-tang clan off of jizza's album liquid swords which is which is one of my favorite albums ever and i connect with the lyrics the lyrical styles and deepness, and all the woot, or all the <clears throat> um, references to um, the kung fu movies, and I always forget the name of the one that a lot of the samples and things are from on this album specifically, um, but it's a good one. It's so good. I'll have to revisit that maybe on the next podcast at the beginning. But the point is, fourth chamber. At the beginning, the dad's talking about the son, the baby, like the mom has been killed by these ninja assassins, and the dad killed, in turn killed all of them, and now they're on the run, and the little boy has to make a choice, and the dad's like, you can take the ball and go with your mother, meaning like go to death, like you're done, like just fucking turn yourself over, or... You could choose the sword and fight and choose the warrior's way and battle your, battle out of this thing, bop your way out of town. And it just makes me think about, like, that was kind of my choice. And I didn't really have a choice. The thing is, like, the you listen to the dad in this part of the song, in the skit before the song starts, you hear in his voice that, like, like he's already dead, so, like, there is only one choice is to take the sword and and the warrior's way and fight. And that's how I thought with my dad and this bury you out back and tape an aspirin on it and rub some dirt on it. Oh, we better call the meat wagon mocking you for admitting to weakness or admitting to being hurt and needing help and all those things being taken care of, which doesn't make you weak, just means that you're human. Now I can say that, but yeah, that part always makes me think of my dad and other things, but mostly this of, like, choosing to be tough and to be a warrior and to battle through. And I just talked to him recently, and he said something about, like, man, you're tough. You can handle this. You've been through a lot, man. Like, you're tough. And when I my dad says it, it like, even though it's silly, it means a lot. Because what he, his definition of tough is really fucking tough. Believe me. I haven't even told you everything. But I've told you a lot. So with that being said. Until next time. Happy hunting. Peace.